0: Welcome to a new episode of the Value Driven Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Christina Shishkanu, Global Communications Manager at Druid at AI, and we're discussing everything about Druid's story and their journey of becoming one of the fastest growing uh, startups in the sea region. If you want to know more about my guest, Christina is a marketing communication specialist with a varied background in both corporate and creative agencies. She has built a strong expertise in brand management and focuses on marketing, marketing, marketing communications, events management, and PR for tech startups and larger companies. Christina is a driven and charismatic communications manager, and her vision is to inspire and enable others to tell their stories and to actively work together with her team to reach ambitious business goals. Uh, Join me in discovering Druid's story. Hey, Christina, welcome to the Value Driven Marketing Podcast. So excited to have you today. And I'm very curious to learn about DREAD. Uh, you've been doing great stuff. Um, and yeah, just very curious and excited to talk about your journey so far. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, Hi, Elena.
1: It's such a big pleasure to be here today. Um as we chatted a little bit before, for me, this is the, is the first time when I'm the one <laughs> interviewed, so I'm a little bit nervous, but uh, I'm looking forward to telling you about Druid and about the things that we do in marketing at Druid.
0: Uh, at Great. So let's start here. Let's talk a bit about um, your journey so far, so some key, um, I don't know, Pivotal moments in Drid's journey and maybe the factors that helped you uh, reach those milestones. Drid is a very young company, but we
1: had a lot of things going on in the past uh, mm-hmm. four years. So the company was um, started and was co-founded in uh, 2018, and by the from the a sort of um, very intuitive idea. So the there is there are these three components that are are the basis of druid the idea of self service mobility and the need to chat so mm-hmm. uh, liviu our ceo and founder thought about this idea brought his team together the first uh, the other three uh, co-founders and they created the druid so in one in one year and a half product was ready and was ready to be launched and during that same period of time, we started to have clients from uh, major financial institutions in Romania, like Banca Transylvania, Erste, Erste Groups, so, um, then we had OTP and um, big, big financial institutions. Then we started to acquire new clients from different domains. So we targeted the retail networks um, like Carrefour, Metro. We gained a lot of traction also in the healthcare um, industry. So like with uh, Regina Maria becoming one of uh, our biggest clients in Romania. And then we actually entered to telecom and Orange. So in Romania, in one year and a half, we were basically, uh, we were let's say, dominating the, the market in Romania. And once we did that, we decided, mm, let's take another challenge <laughs> because we like challenges, you know, in a startup. <laughs> the, <laughs> challenge, the challenge is one of the definitions of a startup. And we decided to go to in the international market. So by the end mm-hmm. of 2020, almost 40% of our clients were from, um, from international markets. So we here we have uh, through our strategic partner uh, partnership, but also with UiPath, we reached uh, clients from. We have clients on all the continents except from Antarctica, and, <laughs> of
0: course, <laughs> but <laughs> those places yeah. where people don't really yeah, <laughs> live, <laughs> they don't
1: really use conversationally. But who knows? Maybe <laughs> it's something that we should <laughs> uh, look into. So we have, um, we gained a lot of traction also in the international market. Just a few, um, uh, let's say, if just a few numbers. Last year, we had 62 new logos in 2021. We have a strong partnership ecosystem because as we grew uh, with, from the client's uh, base perspective, we also grew our uh, partner ecosystem. Now we have over 140 partners from all around the world um we closed the year um, with 2.7 million dollars uh, in annual recurring revenue and this year because we like to take another challenge we decided <laughs> that uh, uh, we, we we should focus on a figure that we think it's attainable and that's of 8.5 million dollars in RR so as you can see our growth is not ne- it's exponential. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I think it's very it's attainable due to also the the investment that we just got. So we are uh, let's say um, constantly doing and improving our product and uh, moving you know to towards uh, um, a more like prosperous um, um, place. And uh, now uh, because we uh, also this year we decided to um, have. Another another strategic um, uh, to take another strategic step, and that would be to move from the idea of uh, virtual assistants only virtual assistants, mm-hmm. and we're moving to the uh, conversational business applications. That means that with our platform, uh, it's it becomes an end-to-end platform that can help businesses any business. Um, build and create um, um, applications based on conversational AI. And this, uh, this idea, this um, uh, inflection point was also, um, let's say, justified by the fact that in the analysts' context, like we last year we were mentioned in reports from Everest, Aragon, IDC, Forrester, and they all say that this is, this is the trend towards, mm-hmm. um, for the conversational AI. So, and we decided to, you know, ride this wave uh, and do this because um, uh, the, you know, the market of the virtual assistants is, it's, it's crowded and our platform, our, um, like our core advantages of our technology, the Druid technology allows us to, to move towards uh, conversational business applications. So that's what we are going to focus on with this new investment, uh, like on developing this part of the, the product uh, and the platform for, with CBA and uh, you know, investing a lot in marketing, of course, and, uh, and sales. So that would be in, in large, let's say, <laughs> what happened in the, in the, in the in last years and how we plan to move forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Quite a lot to, to unpack. And um, I'm just curious, what would you say has fueled this very rapid expansion? So you had the technology in a year, you already started um, acquiring big customers in the local market, then quickly expanded outside of the local market. So what would you say were those Two, three um, things that fuel this um, quick expansion. I think it—it it was the the our um, on growing
1: partner ecosystem, because we're a partner mm-hmm. uh, driven uh, company. So we rely a lot on our network of, of partners and also on our strategic um, uh, alliances with uh, UiPath, with Microsoft to the, um, SAP. Uh, we have also like a, um, we are also our partners with KPMG, Deloitte, EY. So we have uh, th- these partnerships that helped us um, a lot to uh, enter new markets. Uh, and also, I think the in Romania, for example, what helped a lot was, of course, Liviu's uh, image and notoriety because he was he had this successful business before. This Druid mm-hmm. was completely something that he had to reinvent himself to start a Druid. But uh, of course, from the, like the marketing point of view, of course, we uh, because he was very he is very well known in the market and he's an authority in things related to to the tech um, area in Romania. So we also capitalized on that. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in international, I think it were our strategic alliances and then, of course, the product. I mean, um, we have this sort of now almost innate uh, need to chat so mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. taking that and putting into a business to automate some processes, it it, it came natural, and the, our clients actually decided once they tasted and saw the potential and how the um, productivity of the enterprise increased through uh, Druid through using Druid, they actually they came back for more. For example, we have a two hundred and twenty eight retention rate in clients we didn't lose any clients all we did was upsell Um, yeah so one of the largest banks for example started with one uh, virtual assistant and now they have eight so uh, (laughs) and now that you asked me i have uh, another idea came to 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 my mind it was was fact that we had this uh, strategy to act log, um, start with the local you know uh, the company that are in Romania from like big chains like from general we started with general in romania and then we went to another uh, three countries so um, mm-hmm. we wanted to start from the uh, from the local um, like the local business and then go to the to the group level so that was also one of the, the strategies
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it seems you you also had the right product at the right time i also remember chatting to you at the beginning of the pandemic where you your product really grew during that time and you were very active so um i i hear that it's a combination between you know a product market fit so having the right product Mm -hmm. at the right time also capitalizing on um ceo's um reputation um and recognizability in the market Mm -hmm. and then, you know, growing um, with your clients and with your partners and expanding outside of the country through them. Yes, Uh,
1: we were talking before about speed. So in the beginning of the pandemic, for example, for the Banca Transylvania in just two weeks, we created a virtual assistant for credit deferral because there were a lot of requests and they couldn't process them all in the, um, in the office. So they came to us with the request. They came to us and uh, we, we made it possible in, in, in two weeks. So yes, in, um, in a startup, you have to continuously adapt to, to, to the needs of the, the, of the client, of course. And you have to do
0: it fast, um Christina. I would like to detail a bit about how do you go about creating value for uh, both client your clients and um partners through your marketing. My belief is that companies that grow long term they can no longer just have a good product, they also need to deliver value even before they make the sale. So my question is how do you go about creating value? for your customers and partners? Um, you, are, you are right. I mean,
1: we in marketing know that uh, sometimes you have a, a very good product, but because it's not well marketed, it's, uh, the company fails or it has problems with sales or going to um, go to market and stuff like that. Um, as I said uh, previously, because we are a market, uh, partner-driven company, so when mm-hmm. we with, we put our partners and our clients to at the center of, of, of our activity. We uh, have a strong community. For example, we have over four thousand tenants that are created um, in our in our community. We have uh, our partners because they're from diverse uh, backgrounds and they have diverse experience, diverse areas of um, um, like industries that are they are focusing on. So building on the relevant use cases for them this uh, this is how we we add um, we add value to to how they uh, promote and uh, resell druid um, then we for example we also focus a lot on content uh, syndication we um we promote the the success stories that we have like with, through case studies because we want to mm-hmm. show clients. Um, you know, we want to show what uh, has been done, and what and how they can use to their best interest the, the power of conversational um, AI and uh, CBA with Druid. So we rely a lot of you know creating brand reputation. And uh, focusing a lot on um, on partners and what is relevant for them. Also, we have, for example, uh, we have uh, in our website you can open, you can have a free trial because you know, as one in three marketers, they say that they, especially in B two B, people want to test before they buy. So the fact that they can interact directly on our website. They can um, open it and they can see what uh, the virtual assistant can do for them. Even if it's uh, just, you know, like a short interaction, it, it doesn't matter really, because they have the chance to experience by themselves what um, uh, what dread can do for them. And then, of course, we support that with, uh, you know, with follow ups and, uh, and stuff like that. So this is how we we create value.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's great that you allow people to uh, to test your product before having to have a sales conversation. So you're really catering to what they need rather than saying, hey, I need your email address <laughs> so I can share my technology and then I can uh, maybe nurture you. <laughs> can we dive in a little bit on what are the marketing initiatives that have been? brought the best ROI for um, Druid so far? So first, we rely a lot on inbound
1: marketing. We realize Mm -hmm. that in B2B, I think from our point of view, doing inbound marketing is essential. Then we, um, as I said before, we rely also on content syndication. And here we have um, not we do it not uh, not only uh, via, you know, PR, Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, but we do it also through our analysts, I mean, uh, um, having, um, writing uh, press releases with them or um, other type of documents with them, that also uh, helps a lot in our content education strategy. Uh, Then we do all sorts of of activities of co-marketing with our partners, through which we also share content, and sometimes they they come in the form of the webinars, maybe white papers, case studies, co-branded. So that's what we also do. We rely a lot on um, digital campaigns because we need to to create to raise and increase the brand awareness of Drid um we automate the customer journey as much as much as possible uh we also we rely on our community as i said of more than four thousand tenants of solutions and in this um it it's a very important number because they're not only tenants that were created because people mm-hmm. wanted to try Druid. Uh, m- very a very big big portion of this number are actually solutions that were created together. So that also helps a lot uh, in in, um, uh, promoting and raising uh, brand awareness. Uh, And um, as I said also before, we also rely, uh, we want to grow uh, internally our inside sales team to create more uh, demand gen, lead gen outreach campaigns. So that uh, we could, uh, you know, reach uh, a larger, a larger market.
0: Uh, and I'm hoping we can also detail a bit on this because you, you're you're doing a lot of things. Um, some that have um, maybe quick, uh, quicker impact. Some that show results on the long run, such as branding. So I'm just wondering if we can talk a bit about, uh, you know, what's the split between long term and short term. Um, uh, marketing activities mm-hmm. and how do you kind of decide where to put your focus or how much effort to put into each of those? Like, what's your recipe, or how do you think about this? Uh, in startups,
1: at least in Druid, we we don't talk about recipes because the recipes okay. are constantly changing. <laughs> uh, and but we have like um, we decide on where to invest the most in marketing according to the business plan, according to the... Uh, <laughs> so as uh, we have some changes that happen in the company, we, we also adapt the, the marketing strategy. But what can I tell you that, for, is the, for, the exa- for example, is that on sh- in short term, of course, we focus a lot on um, digital campaigns. Um, m- most digital campaigns and content syndication that and PR Mm -hmm. activities so these would be the um, uh, actions that are short term long term of course we have we focus on um, increasing the brand awareness um, getting more and more uh, known internationally uh, because um, our focus for this year and for the for the next year is to uh, open new offices in Western Europe and to consolidate our mm, consolidate our office in the US. Maybe mm-hmm. um, also we will have to 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 move headquarters at a, at a certain uh, point very soon, in may means soon, but not we don't have like a date, but there is this um, uh, this possibility. So in order for to do that, we also have to. Uh, you know, to juggle, we have a lot of balls on the on 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 the table, and we have to to juggle them as um,
0: uh, best as we can. Uh, Christina, you mentioned a bit earlier something about challenges. So I would want to um, ask you, what would you say are the top challenges of working in a fast-growing environment, um, and how do you go about uh, you know tackling those challenges?
1: Speed. Speed is the biggest challenge <laughs> and the biggest opportunity.
0: And as, okay,
1: as I uh, as I said in the case of Banca Transylvania, we we solve their problem. We solve a, we solve the customers' problem in two weeks. They're very happy. <laughs> they <laughs> they chose to have Druid uh, like more mm-hmm. virtual assistance from Druid. So it's a it's a successful story. Also, the speed can be a, a challenge because. Uh, there is this um, need to um, constantly uh, readapt to to mm-hmm. and, pre- and make priorities uh, in in a startup. So uh, I think that that would be one of the 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 biggest challenges, uh, especially when you want um, a, an, an accelerated growth. Uh, when you want an accelerated growth, you have to. Um, Uh, understand the fact that um, there isn't like a perfect solution there isn't it's just sometimes you know uh, marketing in a startup is like um, sometimes it can be like you know um, working in the trenches (laughs) during a (laughs) a war zone Uh, in a war zone but it's uh you know we enjoy the victories so <laughs> all the grinding lots of fire to put yes off. yes <laughs> um so there is this that's you ha- that's why you have to uh, have a team that you can rely on i mean uh and by team i'm not referring only to the marketing team but i'm also referring mm-hmm. to the team in general and here i think that uh, um Another challenge maybe for a startup would be to have this culture in which people can actually sit at the table and have an honest discussion and uh, solve the, um, the, an issue in the best interest of the, the company and the client and or the partner. And uh, I think that um, these, these would be like the, the biggest challenges, uh, but, you know, in the most important thing is to have the right the right people. Actually, Liv, you said in one um, interview, when asked to uh, also in a podcast, when asked what um, uh, what he considers to be his like biggest uh, win in the beginning of, of of the of Druid, he said that hiring the the right people to to have to start this journey with. So. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I concur with him here because if you don't have a culture and if you don't have the right people that are willing to put um, put in the work and understand uh, the real issue and um, so try to solve it and eventually solve it. But like having this uh, mindset of let's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is the issue, let's solve it. I think that's the the most important thing in a company. And I'm very lucky to be also in a company and also in a team that has this uh, this mindset. I think this helps us um, a lot.
0: also curious to learn what are the North Star, Star metrics um, or KPIs you're looking at and how do you go about connecting um, the effort that you're putting into marketing, uh, all the investment, how do you connect that to, um, you know, generating revenue Mm -hmm.
1: so uh, what we measure um, are uh, are the following metrics Uh, please uh, take into consideration that as the company uh, grew we also had to to change you know a little bit what we measure and how we measure but what we mm-hmm. measure mm-hmm. right now is the average customer acquisition cost, the average deal size. Here uh, we have a small difference bec- because, for example, for the, from, uh, we have a difference between um, local customers and uh, international customers. Usually the value in the international is, is uh, twice higher than the one that is uh, on the local market. Um, then we have the um, uh, pipeline velocity, so how fast we uh, take the uh, customer, you know, through, mm, through all the stages of uh, the journey. And we also, what we measure um, is the, um, it, we measure sort of end-to-end the life cycle of, uh, of a lead. In the sense that mm-hmm. uh, what we want to um, what we measure and what we want to see is leads becoming advocates of the brand. So not mm-hmm. only beca- mm-hmm. becoming clients, but you know referring Druid to to other clients. So this is one of our latest uh, metric that actually uh, this one emerged from uh, our client portfolio and we were very happy when it did (laughs) and um, as more and more uh, clients become advocates of uh, our um, technology of course from a marketing point of view this is just gold you know and uh, Mm -hmm, we started mm -hmm. we also started to to measure that Um, and so this would be like the the metrics that we We measure and we take into consideration. And, um, you know, uh, every marketer's dream is to have more advocates. (laughs) Clients becoming uh, like influencers, sort of, uh, and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. promoting Druid uh, from from their point of view. So I think that that's the most important thing, because when a client promotes your technology, they're honest, they're truthful and they're they're also objective because they they experienced they saw the results um, and they they just want to you know share their knowledge further and uh, for the for that that for a brand for Druid, is very very important.
0: I also want to talk a bit about uh, mistakes because when you're growing fast, things change. Uh, I think mistakes will happen, um, but they are also an opportunity to learn. So I'm curious to, to know what are some mistakes you and your team have made along the way, and what learnings did you get from there? We would say, for par not necessarily mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: they, when we had some hiccups, they also came from the fact that. Um, there are a lot of things to be done in the same time so what Mm -hmm. we learned um, very early was to uh, prioritize to make the Mm -hmm. the right priorities and to um to have um you know like a red line that that is always always aligned with the you know long term long term strategy, marketing strategy, and also business strategy, because when there are a lot of things, uh, what maybe people don't understand in in a startup. Usually, when you hear a startup, you hear energy. You define a, a lot of um, dynamic. There are a lot of dy- it's a very dynamic environment. Um, I'd say for me, uh, working in a startup is the creative chaos. And (laughs) in in this um, in in this environment, you should always have something that guides you. So a few projects, a few uh, priorities that Mm -hmm, you always mm -hmm. have to uh, take them into consideration. Whatever you do, whatever event you organize, whatever press release you send out, whatever digital campaign you make, whatever you know, product marketing. activity you do so uh, we learned that and but we learned these uh, this thing uh, because we had the chance to to experience you know and um, you learn by doing in a startup mm-hmm. you, you learn by doing and this is what we learned we learned that we have to prioritize and to always have uh, like a bigger the big the big picture in uh, in mind because there are days uh, in which you have uh, you are very caught up in you know operational tasks and sometimes uh, if um, maybe if that goes on for a long period of time you you don't want to lose focus so we learned that um, very very early to always be focused on um, what matters for uh, the marketing team, and what are the marketing objectives, and also what matters for the for the company. And here I'm very very lucky because I work with people that have a lot of experience.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, that's why I wouldn't say mistakes, because when you have people with experience, uh, you know they have an experience of dealing with a lot of challenges. So I was very lucky to to be in. A, To be in a marketing team that is very uh, that has a lot of marketing background, Um, and uh, in this way we, you know, we dodged. uh, We we (laughs) not necessarily we dodged the bullet. We saw the bullet coming and we dodged it before. (laughs) So also another thing that maybe (laughs) is necessary in a startup is to have a lot of um, um, to, uh, to preview. The the, the the things that are going to happen because if you can uh, solve the problem before the problem appears then just uh, that's just amazing and that comes of course from a lot of experience that my my colleague.
0: You talked a bit earlier about um, where you plan to grow um, and, you know, uh, future plans at Reed. Um I'm also curious to learn what marketing levers are you pulling to get there?
1: So uh, because we uh, want to um, have this global expansion and have it fast, we rely a lot on, uh, you know, offline and online marketing uh, because we will open new offices um in germany and france apart from the one that we have already in london and in houston uh, so we will focus with marketing uh, offline marketing activities there um, we will uh, also deepen our brand awareness strategies uh, we'll, co- we'll uh, collaborate further with the international pr agencies because um, I mean locally it's one thing but uh, in as you know every market has a different way of uh, doing PR especially mm-hmm. here in our domain and in the UK which is it's a whole other universe because they one of the biggest and the most important you know like influencers and teachers and analysts and researchers in PR are Uh, coming from there so for me to go from romania and do pr in uk that would be a mistake that would be a mistake (laughs) so we won't do that we will rely on um, um, local pr agencies that are well known uh, to Mm -hmm. to promote and to create the right uh, brand awareness for for druid Uh, because i think here there's a thing to be pointed out it's one thing to have brand awareness one this another thing to have the right brand awareness that targets the right customers and that hit that takes the right points and that um, you know also pain points of, of a client so we we want to focus on that also and uh, we will uh, in the next few in the near future we'll have uh, more aggressive campaigns to boost the demand and lead generation so we will also focus on that and every everything to support us this, this new repositioning uh, with conversational business application and uh, global expansion. Uh,
0: what would you advise other uh, marketing leaders uh, working also in fast growing startups and companies? What would you, how would you advise them to look at their marketing strategy so that they grow um, long term?
1: Um, here I know. The three is the magic number, but I have four last <laughs> year. So the first Sounds thing, good. the first thing would be to know your audience. And I couldn't stress that enough, especially in B2B. Mm-hmm. Uh, know your audience, go where your audience, uh, hangs out, uh, engage with them, uh, engage with your community. Just try to find out everything that is possible about the competition's audience. Uh, what um, may what makes your the audience stand out from the competition so know your audience know your audience know your audience then understand really understand the market that you want um, that you are in and the market that you want to target because there is these are two different things uh, of course you should focus on um, the marketing the market that you want to to target and tailor-made your um, technology in our case, but like your solution to what the audience uh, requests and also what are the market trends and see if those market trends will be there, you know, maybe on the short, mid-term and long-term. Because sometimes there are the trends in market and people go there because they have this impression that they're going (laughs) to do great. And because the trends change then we have mm-hmm. very uh you know unlucky cases of businesses that don't do that uh, well after because they have to readapt readjust and have reconsider practically everything then what we um, what we would recommend is to have a coherent marketing strategy like having those um, long-term objectives really well-defined and really uh, well aligned with the business strategy. I think that is very, very important because from that, everything, um, you know, emerges, like um, every um, um, activity, marketing, doesn't matter, marketing, sales, product, even, it, uh, if they're not aligned with, like, from, from mm-hmm. the business perspective, then uh, there may be some issues along the way. And finally, we would say to build a brand, like stand out, uh, or build, uh, a brand that stands out from the, cr- from the crowd. And what I think that is very important for startup to understand this is that it's never too early to start creating a brand. Because or having a brand, because um there are startups that they wait until they have a um, series B series C of funding, and then they do a rebranding or they or that is the point in which they uh, start thinking about you know the brand mm-hmm. if it's relevant and stuff like that. so we would can we would recommend to have this discussion and to have this uh, decision made. Early uh, in the in the process, because um, once the audience knows you for a name, know, knows your identity, your brand identity, changing their minds and uh, sometimes forcing them to change because you decided to change because the brand is not representative anymore to the to the product uh, or to the concept. It's a, it's a challenge and it causes some issues that could have been avoided if uh, the brand was built uh, in the in the beginning So this would be for from Druid's marketing team <laughs> piece of advice Super interesting
0: <laughs> free counseling yeah so there's this question that I like to ask every guest and I'm very curious just to learn about them and know what they wanted to be when they were children So what was your dream job as a child and I promise this is the last one. If I were to think about it, I'm
1: actually uh, quite emotional when I think of this because when I was 11 years old, we had this uh, guest teacher from Scotland and she made us make a shield with the things that we like. And one of the questions was the favorite color and I put green there. And another question was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I uh, wrote there, uh, let me just, I wrote there something like, I want to become an event planner because I want to witness uh, people mm, in their like most joyous moments of their life or something like that. I don't remember like quote unquote, but what was interesting for me is that Last year I was um, looking for something through some documents and I found this uh, this this shield this piece of paper of course I started crying <laughs> because <laughs> for me of course I forgot about this this whole situation and uh, that I ever wrote that I want to become an event planner but it was so strange to me now at 30 to see that at 10 years old I already knew that I want to be to do something, you know, with, um, with PR related to, to people and to help imp- to being a witness to uh, people at that point in their most important events of their life. And I'm super lucky to do that as in my everyday job. I'm in a company in which... Uh, from in the last year, I was a witness of one of the of like important moments, and I actually got the chance to contribute to them. So for me, it's very emotional. I mean, it's uh, it's actually a dream come true. I'm I can without <laughs> any modesty I can say that uh, I'm one of the uh, people that actually love what they do for a living, and it seems that I wanted to do this from uh, from when i was a uh, young
0: <laughs> 10 year old thank you for sharing that with us christina and thank you so much for all the insights you shared today and your ideas and i'm just very grateful to you know having the chance to talk to you and learn about read so thank you so much it it was a real pleasure let's do that
1: again sometime in our podcast <laughs>
0: I loved my conversation with Christina. She was very open and it was refreshing to hear um, about how DREED grows and what working with a fast-growing startup is really like. Uh, here are the main ideas that I um, walk out with from this episode. So number one, what has fueled DREED's rapid expansion Um are a few key elements. So one, um, product market fit. There is a growing demand for conversational chatbots. And we as users expect to interact with brands via chatbots. Number two, it's a strong founder brand. So one of the co-founders, Livio Dragani, is a well-known tech entrepreneur in Romania. And also um, a very strong ecosystem of partners that has fueled um, this rapid expansion. The second idea that I walk out with is that what makes street marketing so effective is a coherent marketing strategy that is aligned with the company's long-term goals, um, as well as a constant uh, realignment. As business priorities change, uh, the marketing adapts to support those changes. Um, And the final idea that I walk away with is the top advice that Christina has for other B2B marketers working in fast-growing startups. Um, So she recommends really focusing on knowing your audience, who your customer is, what pains and challenges they face. Uh, She then talks about uh, knowing the market that you're in really understanding the competitive um, landscape and also knowing the the markets that you want to target. Uh, She also spoke about um, how she feels that having a coherent marketing strategy is important. So having a marketing strategy that is aligned with the overall business strategy and with the company's long-term goals. Um, And Christina also mentioned about being intentional about building your brand from day one. So she recommends focusing on uh, creating, you know, your company's identity and brand from day one rather than waiting uh, to raise capital to then start building a brand. Because uh, as she mentioned, it will be more costly and more difficult to do a rebranding. Uh, So definitely focused on uh, brand building from day one.